Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. Hi everyone and welcome to a Wessex LMCs podcast. My name is Michelle Lombardi. I'm one of the directors of primary care um, at Wessex LMCs. I've got Chris Stoppard who is a practice manager in Exeter and a PCN lead and I've also got Dawn Chilcraft who's the assistant to the directors of primary care at Wessex LMCs also. So today we're going to talk a bit about flu clinics, which is um, a really hot topic at the moment and our favourite subject, um, and look at maybe some alternative models to delivering the flu clinics for this year in light of COVID and all the other pressures that we have. So I'm going to hand over to Dawn, um, who's going to ask our first question. Lovely, thank you. So Chris, we uh, know that you've decided to look at an alternative model of care. I think when we spoke before, it was about a drive-through, um, or drive-to rather. I wonder if we can just start by uh, asking you a little bit about your, your practice, your PCN, um, and, and the demographics of your patients and so on. Fantastic. Okay, so we've got uh, our PCN is about 42,000. It's made up of four practices, which um, are the main bulk of the practice, and it is in fact my practice. Um, and what it is, the demographics are that 20,000 of those patients are actually based at Exeter University, and then the rest would fall in with a normal demographic of a, a normal GP surgery, for lack of a better term. Um, so it is very much a case of We've got a big over 65 population that needs flu vaccinations and then obviously we've got the um, under 65 population where the flu vaccinations come later but we know that we've got about um, 5,000 in the first drop of patients to be vaccinated so we know that we can't do that within traditional methods because our premises just won't allow us to do that. Um, so consequently, what we did was we had a look at the surrounding venues and looked at places such as Exeter Arena. We looked at uh, a big uh, meeting place by the council, so a place called St George's Place. And then fortunately, just down the road from us, about a mile and a half down the uh, road, is the Matford Centre, which is a, actually attached to a livestock market, would you believe? And it's an indoor... Um, indoor conference centre. So if you imagine going to somewhere like the NEC or Crofts or something like that with a massive indoor arena, it's got three, three uh, entrances and exits. You can get lorries in there, you can get everything, and it's just got lots of space. So we, after discounting all the other ones, we went on this one because it's also got 2,000 parking spaces. So in reality, what you've got is you've got a great place where people can park socially distance and flow through the building which is one of the most important things you go in and out separate entrances so that they can social distance as well because there is space there it's airy it's big uh, and we're just very fortunate it's at the end of our end of our road it's about a mile and a half down the way has it, has it got uh, some government wi-fi i think you yeah. said before yeah. disabled so, yeah. access so just some things to tell you is that it's got gov.uk Wi-Fi. It's got electricity points that come down from the ceiling that you see at, at conference stands. So you are able to set up stations for a laptop to be there with an administrator and a clinician so that they can update the patient records in a secure way through gov.wifi uh, in real time and use those F12 buttons or whatever you've got through Quaff and Arders to pull up the patient records and data just makes it easier for the clinician to update patient records real time and have access to that as well. So it sounds like the venue sounds amazing. What's the infrastructure, uh, the road infrastructure around it? And have you had to seek any support from the council? Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, the, the, we're, we're very fortunate. It's on the outskirts of the city, so it's got it's on an, uh, on the outskirts by an industrial trading estate, and basically you don't have to go through the city to get to it. So there's good link roads to it, A roads that go there. Uh, and also what we've managed to do is we've spoken to the local bus, bus company. I think I mentioned to this to you, to you this last time. The, net, the head of stagecoach actually is one of our GP's neighbours and he's spoken to her and he's putting on specific buses for our practices. So there are going to be red, pink and green buses um, on the day and he's given us a, a specific bus timetable for our patients for where we are to pick them up and take them to the Matford Centre because it's on a bus route. Um, and that's all free of charge because they're looking to support it as a city, but also uh, our over 65 population do have free bus passes. So it's great in the fact that they can get there free and out. And uh, the biggest thing for us will be that patient flow. And obviously with the bus timetable, and we've got that marker now to be able to set appointments combined with the people that we can jab per hour or jab per uh, every half an hour, et cetera, so that we get the right patient flow so that, you know, you're not getting people in clusters and they can flow through the building inside now. Okay. And did you mention before um, to try and um, sort of facilitate some patient flow that you were going to send out some uh, invite letters or perhaps you were going to colour code the entrances or something in the building? Yeah. So what we've actually done is we took it a little bit farther. So initially when we last spoke, uh, we sent out a holding text to our, all our patients to say basically look, we're not going to be doing flu jabs as we normally do, where you all turn up at surgery, 900 people. Um, we are going to be doing it at the Matford Centre. Start thinking about how you'd get there now. We are liaising with the stagecoach. And then what we've done is, since we last spoke, is that there's guidance come out, isn't there, for mass flu vaccination pro uh, projects, which basically talks about five clinicians being able to vaccinate up to 75 people an hour. Uh, and that's what they've done, isn't it? They've given us clear direction. So we've, we've taken it a bit step further in the fact that we've, we've now literally today sent out the letters to people to actually ring up or book online in dedicated appointment slots for those blocks of hours. So that in reality, we know that roughly within every 15 minutes, you know, we've got 30 patients coming through the building. We're really going to these people to say, actually, do not turn up before your appointment or after your appointment. It's all on our online booking. But we've also put in a dedicated telephone line for people to ring up and book if they've not got access to a PC. Because we know a lot of our older population will want to do that. They want to speak to someone. So that actually, you know, in the traditional flu clinics where you open the doors and you'll have 100 people queuing out as you practice like a scrum it isn't going to happen like that because they'll actually have dedicated appointment times or slots of 15 minutes where we know 30 patients will turn up and if the worst case happens that people do turn up early at least we know that we've got the space to flow them around the building and that they'll be able to socially distance and queue uh, and then on top of that what we've got is we've got staffing such as stewards in the car park to direct people to the entrance and then also back around the building and through the exit and then we'll have um, staff around the building I talked about admin staff at each location updating records real time where we have people clinicians giving the injections but we're also going to have people that are meeting and greeting but also going along the lines of go to station number one go to station number two go to station number three um, and inside the building, we'll have a screened off area for if someone faints. So we're taking all our resource kit, our oxygen, a couch, a wheelchair. 
And then we found out today as well, to give all the patients privacy, the Matford Centre has given us pagodas per station. So if you've got a little old lady that needs to take off her coat and her jacket, or you know, you know what it is, you, you've been there where someone gets fully undressed, but before you can tell them not to, they'll have the privacy at each station around the building. So that's what we will be doing. Sounds like you thought of everything. It's brilliant. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm sure on the day... We've got this nightmare that's going to happen where we think we're going to open the fridge and there's going to be no vaccines in it because someone's forgot to bring them. <laughs> so on that note of vaccines, Chris, yeah. how are you going to um, transport and um, store your vaccines at the centre? Yeah, so literally we are a mile down the road. We, we, uh, the, the big thing is the cold chain, isn't it, this year, is that there's lots of documentation around that. So we have two refrigeration units at the site that are actually industrial refrigeration units. Again, this is through um, a friend that we know of the practice. We've got two, two refrigeration units with a, a dedicated refrigeration engineer. So someone who's qualified to keep these things up and running. We're having data loggers inside the fridges as well. They've got external um, thermometers on them. We'll have internal thermometers. And what we are doing is on the laptops, we are going to download the data logger every hour so that it's checked, maintained and looked at. Because we're pretty confident that this, you know, these refrigeration units and an engineer, if they can't keep it right, there's no one else that's going to be able to do it. Is that, you know, a dedicated refrigeration engineer by two fridges all day just because he's a friend of the surgeries, it's just fantastic. We've just been really fortunate, actually, that people have come to the call to action. Mm. I think that's the key, isn't it? That um, Look at your community. What can your community offer you to help you run these clinics in a, in a different way? Yeah. Um, thinking about funding, and I think a lot of practices will want to know. So you've obviously gone to a massive venue. Yeah. I think when we were speaking last, you were talking to your CCG around are you going to be funded for this? Has there been yeah. any developments around that? Are they going to fund that venue for you? Well, we've actually had a, a bit of a, a bit of give and take on this, is that one thing that we have had is that we've had the cost of the venue reduced by half by the council. So they actually said the daily rate they'll reduce by half and throw in stewards for free for the car parks, which is yeah pretty good because it's a thing for the city that they can get behind to show that they promote covid the CCG haven't given us funding, if I'm really honest. So what we've done is we've used some of our PCN funding to pay for that venue because we think that that is a really good use of the funds because actually it's to prevent admission into secondary care. So it fits with the guidelines. Um, and in terms of staff costs, etc., we'd be paying that out anyway, normal flu clinics, because we always used to do them on a weekend. But it was that's it was that infrastructure cost, really, the cost of the venue. And Exeter City Council, you know, can't thank them enough that they actually halved the price. So, you know, good on them for doing it. We are continuing to talk with the CCG. And so hopefully, you know, that might come out the bag at a later date because I think they are waiting for communication from further up line whether to fund these sort of venues. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. They are waiting, aren't they? For yeah, we've got, got to go ahead. Yeah. Um, just thinking about the venue again, public liability, yeah. are you having to do that through your own practice liability or is it through the venues? So the, the venues uh, got the public liability. We're actually going for a site visit next week to actually do a risk assessment with them. We've done a risk assessment for our, our own um, cold chain and everything like that and the equipment that we're taking out. 
Um, and we know that we're covered under the clinical negligence scheme by NHS England because that's come out. So those two things were two things that we are, you know, we tried to button off early doors. And probably the other one to talk about is CQC at this point, isn't it? So we talked, we, we liaised with the CQC inspector um, and said, uh, uh, Lady Cotera Roberts, she might come over your area as well because I know they cover patches. Uh, she'd been engaged from day one and gave us advice. We've submitted a updated statement of purpose to the CQC on the online portal and added on a venue for the Matford Centre for the address. Uh, and we've put that in place and applied for it. And we hope that that's just going to be a rubber stamping because obviously we followed the guidance to the letter there as well through the CQC. And we engaged really early on that. I think I, think I spoke to you last time and said we were having those chats and then the guidance came out again, didn't it, around actually what was going to happen and how to go about that process. The other thing, Chris, that sometimes happens at flu clinic time is practices often take an opportunistic chance to sometimes up, um, update some practice records with their patients or perhaps give them the Pneumovax or the shingles vaccine. Are you going to be doing anything like that this yeah. year? No, we did. That was one of the things I think I said to you last time, because one of your colleagues kindly put that idea into my head. And um, unfortunately, we just can't manage it. We've, we've tried to think about doing it. But the, uh, the thing for us is all about patient flow. You want patients in and out, but having great service. And that space enables them to walk in, queue safely, go and get the vaccination, sit for a couple of minutes if they feel a bit wobbly in a separate area. And then at the same time, they will be able to exit through a different exit without crossing paths with anyone. And um, we, we, we racked our brains about perhaps having Numo there or, um, you know, doing a bit of quaff work, etc., or shingles or whatever. But actually, we've taken the decision not to do it because actually it just adds an extra step in there and stops that patient flow going round. So, no, unfortunately not this year. But hey, if we do this again next year, we might learn from it and do it next year. Um. How have your staff received this? Are they excited about some, doing something slightly different or are they a bit apprehensive or a bit of both? Um, probably a bit of both. We've got, uh, you know, probably like every other practice, we've got some staff who are like, let's just do it right away tomorrow and not even thought about how to plan it or anything like that. We've got some um, nurses and clinicians uh, and GPs because we've got both given out vaccinations that want very strict protocols. So, um, and we've done that. But what I'm talking about is they actually want to know where they'll be in the building, who their person is that they're sat with by updating their records, who's going to be at the front door. You, you know these questions, you, you know, you're smiling and while you're listening to this, that you have those particular people that have to have every box ticked. So that's one of the purposes for the site visit tomorrow. We are going to number up the stations so that we can say, and I'm just going to pick one of our doctors, Dr. Godwin, you're at station two with Alice from clinical and she'll be your administrator for the whole day. So that's, that's, that's what we'll be doing, yeah. Um, but there's excitement um, and what's been really interesting is you usually put out for volunteers for this sort of stuff and you know it's like tumbleweed moments sometimes this we've been swamped with so on day one we've got two days at the venue we've got uh, 14 clinicians in the morning and on day uh, and goes to 10 in the afternoon and then on day two we've got 18 clinicians and that drops to 15 in the afternoon so we're aiming to do thousand, you know, a thousand on the first day, and probably about fifteen hundred. You know, that's what we're working towards on those two days because we've just got to make this work and 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 blitz half that population. But 
We're asking for further dates at the moment, but we're just waiting on the venue to provide those further dates. And also it links in with our flu deliveries. And we've, we've not booked, consciously not booked anywhere else because of this extra population that comes in in terms of if they do do under 50s, oh my God, that's going to be massive. And for us, it works out about 10,800 patients. And so that is going to be huge to organize. And I think that's why if we get the first two done and that does two and a half thousand patients, we will run mop-up clinics as well. So we'll do things inside the practice for people that, you know, have learning disabilities that can't go there or are really scared about those sort of things. There's shielding patients, uh, there'll be some concerns there. So we might have to do some early morning clinics inside the practice. Um, and then um, but we, we just need to know what the next stage is from NHS England for this big bulk of cohort patients, because we're already having phone calls, probably like lots of your practices as well. And probably um, a little bit of a £64,000 question, as they call it. Um, the, uh, the flow rate of your patients going through, what are you modelling on? One, two, three, four, five minutes a patient? five minutes per patient so that's what we've worked on we worked on five minutes per patient um if you if you go to the flu guidance it does actually say how many patients five clinicians can vaccinate it there's a table inside the flu guidance i can i can't remember which document it's on but it's it basically said on theirs it said 100 patients per hour for five clinicians so we knocked off um 25 of that to go for the 75 number per per hour for vaccinations and then we've, we've just said, look, roughly about five to six minutes per patient to get them vaccinated. And we think that's doable. And in the site visit that we are doing next week, we're actually going to physically walk it. But, you know, we will walk around and see how long it would take to literally walk in, sit down, pull down an arm, have a little chat for a couple, couple of minutes and then vaccinate. Can I just check, are you using any of your PPG to help with volunteering or, or is it being provided by the venue? Um, we've, we've done the volunteering, we've actually done it for admin staff here and the stewards from the council. We have talked about the PPG but probably the demographics of our PPG are not the best place to stand on their feet for hours on end because it's going to be an all day thing uh, and that's probably the best way to describe it. Um, yeah, we've not got the right demographic of PPG to be stood up. And we did look at our League of Friends volunteers, but again, they're all in the 70s. And that's, we can't expect them to be stood up for the whole day. They, they, they'll just, it's just not fair to them, I don't think. Uh, but we have engaged with PPG to say, you know, this is what we're doing. Uh, and, you know, from the initial feedback, we have had one, you know, being really honest, we've had one or two patients that have said, how are we going to get there? Um, you know, and it's a mile and a half from the surgery. It's on a dedicated bus route. You know, you could walk there if you're fit and healthy, if we're really honest. Um, so we've actually gone back and, and we've actually just reinforced the message. You know, this is for your safety. We've gone safe environment. That's the key message that we've got because they've been to our flu clinics, you know, and it's nowhere to like. It's like going into a, a football match when they're queuing up outside here on normal flu clinics. You know, 300, 400 people round the block and down the street. It's it's a common sight, isn't it? So that's the reason. Thanks, Chris, for that. That's been really useful. Um, we've got further information on our website, on our flu page. Um, Chris has mentioned a document, um, so we're going to go and find that for you and we'll add it onto the page with this recording. Thank you. Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. 